0: Welcome to the True Vine podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. If you're able to stand with me, I'm drawing your attention. Gospel of John, chapter 8. verses 4 and 5. If you're streaming with us online, I welcome you. God bless you for being here on the digital highway. We're glad you could be with us. Hope to see you next Sunday in person if possible. The gospel according to John chapter 8 and verse 4, it reads, Teacher, let me back up the first three verses kind of give you a storyline. This is the, I'm going to say, the famous story of the woman caught in adultery in the temple the synagogue evidently she's doing some ungodly things on godly ground they grab her they take her Jesus is meandering through the property they stop him in verse 4 teacher this woman was caught in the act of adultery in the law Moses commanded us to stone such a woman Now what do you say? Here's an intersection of mercy and law colliding. A few verses beyond that, John chapter 13, one verse. After that, this is the Last Supper. Jesus' time is drawing near and nigh and He'll soon be arrested and taken into custody. They're eating and says, one of you is going to betray me. One of you is going to leave me. And ironically, the disciples in their spirit of innocence said, Lord, is it I? They were scared. I don't think I'm going to do that, but you scared me and they reflect in and Jesus is dipping in the bread and the sauce and the butter and about the time Judas Iscariot reaches up and decides to dip Jesus speaks to him and he says what you're going to do you see Jesus I know what you're going to do he didn't say that part he just said whatever you're going to do do it quickly I firmly believe in my pastor's heart that at any time Judas could have came clean. He gave Judas a choice. Whatever you do, just make it quick. The beautiful thing when grace enters in and mercy, even though you had an evil plan that's been in motion, at any point you can come clean. I firmly believe, the scripture doesn't say this, but I just know studying and working in the Holy Spirit that Judas could have said, God, Jesus, some guys are going to show up, and I don't know how to stop the ball from rolling downhill, but we got to get you out of here. I'll offer myself up. I don't know if they'll buy it, but I put a bad thing in motion, dear Lord. At my weakest moment, I tried to profit off you. You see, that story, Damien, doesn't exist. I've been to Jerusalem. I've been to the tree where Judas hung himself. Nothing flashy. Not even that large. It wouldn't even be considered a large oak tree in America. But at this Last Supper, you've got to understand the setting. Jesus begins in verse 5. After that. After all that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Contrasting stories, really contrasting outcomes. One starts with a woman and a stone. much ends in a good way brother foster the other one starts with a betrayal and a towel and ends in suicide I just want to pour my heart out to you this morning on this simple title a stone and a towel heavenly father I come humbly before the throne that you are the searcher of hearts and minds and spirits and that it's your will That we conquer and we overcome. It's your will that the blood prevails and that mercy reigns. I pray, God, in this setting of solemnness, that there'll be no distractions from the enemy, that we would sit quietly and still and attentive into the Holy of Holies, and that I would preach in the Spirit, God, that I would bring mercy and a towel to a situation and not a stone pray that you'd anoint me again God lend an ear lend some angels I pray in Jesus name and together if you receive my prayer could you just simply say amen 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 God bless you for thank you for standing you can be seated this morning a stone and a towel when I think about a stone and a towel I realize that they are two completely different objects their composition, and their purpose. A stone is solid. And a towel, I realize, is completely different. A stone is complex. A stone pretty much is indestructible. I understand that a stone, Brother Foster, can do damage if used for that purpose. A stone is always harder than the opposing item that it comes against. So I conclude that whatever the stone is used against, the stone will win in the collision. Stones over time have been used as lethal weapons. They brought the woman to Jesus. In the Mosaic law at the time, they said that she should be stoned. The stoning in the Bible days are quite gruesome, quite inhumane, barbaric. Stephen and Acts was stoned. This lady's life was saved from Jesus' words. In children's rhymes, and nursery rhymes, we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. I thought about a stone. I thought about how it could be used. Depending on the temperament of the person, of the beholder, the stone could be a defensive weapon. Whatever this hits, whatever this comes against, for the most part, the stone is going to be left intact, Brother Tony. Maybe a, a gouge, a scratch, but a window. You can take this very stone tonight when everybody goes to bed and you could burglarize the cars in Temecula. You could take this very stone of similar concept that somebody did back in the summer and through through the doors of our church admin office and true kids climbed in through the hole from the stone and stole iPads and gear and little mother's memorial money that the kids had given. They gained interest not with a key, but with a stone. They used it as a weapon of entry. We know in the Bible that people were stoned to death. The Old Testament, someone was killed. Cain hated his brother Abel, and he was killed. And we pick up in the storyline here that this woman is caught in adultery. I don't bless adultery. I can't condone that. It's a biblical violation of the principles of God. But the mighty men that ruled the town... We're so asphyxiated on the Mosaic law. Perhaps them trying to trap Jesus. Perhaps they lied in wait for this woman caught in adultery. They were so vile in their thoughts. One preacher said long before me, perhaps one of them standing around was the man that she was in adultery with. Perhaps the Bible doesn't say. But they bring this woman to Jesus. I've seen the pictures on the Google images, sketches of a little frail woman being thrown at the feet of Jesus and she's standing on the ground in the fetal position and these men are around her asking Jesus, hey, we caught this woman in adultery and I think the implication is that we all have stones and we're about ready to stone her. But before we do that, what do you think we should do? almighty teacher you know how the story plays out that jesus stoops and he writes in the sand bible doesn't tell us what he wrote we don't know it's left to our imagination but we do know that the accusers begin to disappear one at a time seemingly they dropped their stones if they had them there in Jesus gets up from writing in the sand, and he stoops down, and he writes up, and he looks up, and he asks the lady, where are your accusers? Seemingly, they're not there, but maybe there's a handful of stones in a circle that were going to be a lethal weapon, what we would call today the death sentence. Maybe ours today might be lethal injection, a few states left with the firing squad, electrocution the death sentence. So they're saying, hey, we are going to kill her because she violated the Mosaic law. And so we've come to do business. But before we do our duties, what do you think we should do, O oh, wise teacher? Again, Jesus writes, and you fast forward the story. Jesus says, "Where are your accusers? And they're not there. And he tells her, neither do I condemn thee. But go your way and sin no more. Stop this lifestyle. Stop living like that. Stop doing those things. And that is exactly where the law and grace begins to intersect. When you come in contact with Jesus. I'm preaching about a stone and a towel. But when you come in contact with Jesus and you bring your life, and maybe you think my life was kind of like the woman caught in adultery, although my misfortune, my darkness may have not been adultery, and you could fill in the blank with something else, and maybe I'm not worthy to ever get into the holy of holies, and and maybe the devil has has been on my path my whole life, and and I have a generational curse, and most people in the world want to stone me, but maybe you come to the house of God, or you lean into a a podcast or a, an archive, and you say, hey, this is what i feel this is what people are telling me but oh dear church of shrewvine what do you say i do maybe you're here this morning in a blended marriage maybe you're here this morning with some scars from violations of your past maybe you're here this morning with some estranged relationships and there's a cavity between you and somebody that you love And maybe you carry things of things that you did, and you can't roll the clock back, and you can't roll time back. And so you sit here a little perplexed from the inside out, and on the outside, everything looks great. Had I passed that woman in the courtyard that day, and they were taking her to Jesus, I wouldn't have known she was caught in adultery. That was some internal things that were going on in her mind and spirit. And these guys knew that, but she would have looked like a normal lady on the street, would have never known this was her past. John chapter 4. Woman at the well, she comes in contact with grace. No stones this time, Brother Philip, just, just Jesus. Uh-huh. Sitting there waiting for the guys to come back with lunch from the city. But her past is checkered. Right, right. It's been preached before that She did her work at night, and so she was up during the day taking care of house cleaning items because she had to go clock in at night to do her best work. And so she goes to the well hoping nobody's there that day because she doesn't want to run into anybody. She's got to get back home, and she comes out under the cover of night, and lo and behold, there's a Jesus sitting there. I'm talking about an intersection of mercy. You know the story in John chapter 4 that he begins to conversate with her and Jesus pretty much begins to read her mail. Uh You've been married five times. Oh, by the way, the one you're living with, not even married to him. Startles her. But it's mercy being massaged into a life that is dark and despair. I think about the tragedy of a stone how it can be used to hurt somebody. As I begin to wonder and begin to pray and think about all this, a stone and a towel, I begin to think about mercy. I begin to think about a towel. The composition of a stone and a towel, I would say on the surface is the exact opposite. When I think of a towel, I think of its purpose. What is a towel used for? I know what a towel is not used for. A towel is never used for harmful purposes. A towel is never used to break in and destroy something. It's used mainly for drying, mainly for cleaning. Two objects, a stone and a towel. Two different purposes. You see, the scripture draws a big contrast between the stone and the towel. Two different purposes. Two different scriptures in the context of my preaching. The stone was for killing and the towel was for humanity, humility, submission. I think too often as we live, we have a tendency, a propensity to pick up stones rather than towels. It's easier to go through the carnal man. I'm going to say the natural man. I think by and large, Brother Foster, humanity, people Seek revenge. We've got to settle the score. They can't get away with this. That's not fair. They caused me to suffer. They caused me anguish and pain. You can't do that. You're going to have to pay for this. And society, and we've gone accustomed, grown accustomed to making people pay for things. Americans seem to be self-centered about themselves more than about others. If you've come against me, you're going to pay for this begin to unpack and begin to think some time alone with God. I don't think the scripture, the ideology of the scripture coincides with you've got to pay for this. When I find the scripture, I find people that are flawed, I find people that are hurting, I find people that are heavy laden, I find people that are depressed and oppressed, I find people that are suicidal, I find people that have broken the law. But I never find anywhere in the Word of God that the Word of God intends to crush somebody and stone them. No, we're living in the dispensation of what we call grace. There's seven dispensations that give you a little idea. The dispensation of innocence was back in the Garden of Eden. That's long gone, my friend. We are now living in the dispensation of what is called grace. Is no other dispensation, Brother Foster, then we get in heaven. We walk on streets of gold. So if we are living prophetically in the disposition of grace, I wonder about the apostolic church. Are we showing grace? Are we rendering grace? Or when someone's trying to make their way back, or someone's trying to live right, or someone's trying to come clean, or someone's trying to repent, do we grab a stone or do we grab a towel? Sadly, as a pastor, A month shy of 23 years of experience. If I look back, I'd say, yeah, I think there's a little higher percentage that people have the propensity to pick this up. And sometimes a little concealed. You walk up to someone, you get close to them. You learn about them. Maybe to just find out the dirty stuff because you want to exploit it. I'm telling you, my friend, if you're an apostolic believer and you've been born again, there should not be any stones in your closet, in your car, in your glove box, somewhere hidden. Say, I might need this someday. No, if you're walking in the dispensation of grace, you might need a towel. You might need a basin. You might need some water. But as far as me and my house, I don't need any stones. Why? Because I'm here to help God and to Mm. Come on, I'm talking about a stone and a towel. So is there anybody in your life, there's anybody here among us today that said, you know what, Pastor, I I I think I need a towel. Because too many people have tried to stone me with their words and their actions. They rebuffed me. They tried to stone me on social media. They tried to defame me. They tried to spread lies and stories about me that aren't true. And I would love to just go to a church that says, you know what? We're a church of towels. Hey, where are your stones? We don't have, what is a stone? I know what a towel is. Because Brother Foster, a towel is a towel of humility. And he says, and he washed their feet. It's submission. I care for you. I care for you, sister. I love you. We've all come out of darkness into those marvelous lights. I think every one of us could say, hey, I've got a couple skeletons in my closet. I hope they don't fall off the coat hanger and someone say, hey, did you hear that noise? Open the closet door. What is that? Uh Uh-huh. And then someone will pick up a stone. I knew you weren't legit. I knew you were an imposter. I knew you were a phony. I knew you were a fake. I knew, I knew. And they'll pick up the stone. And the person on the other side of the stone begins to cower back. And I thought this was a church. I, 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 the blood of Jesus. You see, stones are used in the workplace. Stones are used in ungodly environments. Stones are used in unholy people. But when you get in the presence of God's people, God has replaced the stone with a towel. And our objective and our perspective is using this towel on as many people as possible. And sometimes I got to use it on myself. Oh, dear God, I'm so sorry, God. I'm going to come clean. I'm going to do right. I'm going to do this, God. I ask you, God. I know I'm washing my own feet. But God, somewhere in the context, I'm coming clean with you. Yeah. And what do towels do? Towels clean things. Towels dry off water. Rocks want to crush things. Rocks want to pound things. Rocks want to hurt somebody because some people think if I can make you hurt, then I look better than you because I'm more holy than you because I don't deal with that. So what are you technically doing? You're hitting them with a rock and you're killing their self-esteem spiritually and their confidence in the word of God and the things of God and the church of God and the people of God and... If you are filled with the Spirit and you are an apostolic believer, my brother Foster, there is no room for a rock in my life. In fact, I've got a towel. In fact, I've got more towels. I've got a linen closet full of towels. Why? Because I'm using towels with people I know. I'm sharing the love of God. I'm not stoning nobody. I'm not living under the law. I'm living under the dispensation of grace. And who? Mm, Come on, a stone and a towel. I choose the towel. I choose the towel. I choose the towel. Come on, somebody. Hey! Imagine a church where there was just towels and no stones. Imagine a church that abounded in grace through the towels. Imagine a church where you could bring your family and your friends and yourself, and there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we have towels for you, yes. my brother. Yes. Yes. The towels wash, the towels clean, the towels dry. Yes. The towels bring confidence. I believe in you. Yes. That's good. But next time, walk away from sin, son. Yes. Yes. Don't do that. Neither do I condemn thee. I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry at you. You need to grow up a little bit and quit doing stuff like that. But nevertheless, Hugo, let me wash your feet. And so the towel says, hey, man, I love you. I haven't known you that long, and I I don't know everything about you. But, man, God loves you. What are you doing? I'm wiping down. I'm cleaning up. I'm getting the world off. I'm getting darkness off. I'm getting sadness off. I'm getting. That's what what towels do. And some ambitious towels even do this. (laughs) That's one good looking head right there, I'll tell you, my friend. Hey, towels can clean anything. But imagine a church that just had a rack of towels. Imagine a church that nobody, someone shout nobody, nobody, owned a stone. That's good. That's really good. This stone could bust every window out of all of our cars. Right, right. And it wouldn't even flinch. <laughs> right. This stone could break all the windows in the church. Uh-huh. And it would still be in mint condition. I'm telling you, stones hurt, stones break. Stones crush people. And I'm trying to preach to a church here of an apostolic believers that we got to get an understanding as the American church that, hey, we are into towels, my friend. You lost me at stone. You got my interest at towels because there's people here that need a towel. People here that need a confidence builder. I'm going to wash your feet. And you have friends and family and people all around. I never heard of a towel. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me tell you about Jesus. He said, and he came with a basin of water and a towel, and he began to wash his disciples feet you see the thing about the foot washing back in the day a little symbolic according to my studies my understanding is that they would wash the feet because of the dusty cobblestone roads and the dirt and they were in sandals and so to a sign of humility a sign of welcoming, a sign of love, they would reach down and wash the dirtiest part of the human body that's been walking for several miles. Through the fields, through the grass, through the cobblestone, through the dirt road, and when they finally got to their destination, from the head to their feet, their feet was the most dusty part of the body. So maybe that's why Jesus said, hey, I've got to get as low as I can to the earth and humble myself below you and wash your feet as a sign of humility, as a sign of love, as a sign of support. And I'm concerned, my friend, too much with social media that we make in you endos. Maybe you call, well, that's just a rubber rock. That's just a brick wrapped in velvet. No, that's carnal. That's mean. That's ungodly. That's diabolical. You see, a towel never has to disguise itself. A towel is soft on both sides. End to end, you use a towel for cleaning. Why? Because Jesus used it to wash the dirtiest part of the disciples. It was their feet. I firmly believe that God's church will always reach for the towel. You see, you have an opportunity for a rock, a stone, or a towel. You see, the towel makes me take the road less traveled. A towel is the road to submission in humility. The Spirit is challenging us today, church, to reach for the towel, even when you may feel justified to reach for the stone. You know what? They knew they hurt me. It was egregious. It was intentional. It was calculated. It was premeditated. Okay, maybe justified. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But the Spirit is challenging us to drop the stone. Pick back up a towel. People that are in your life, come on, I'm talking about your world now. I'm talking about people that are in the church that you know that you have the propensity to maybe pick up a stone, but I pray that God quickens you. Oh, dear God, I'm sorry I touched that. I offer up dirty hands. God, please clean these hands with a fresh towel. That's my brother. That's my sister. We're all in a battle. We're trying to get to heaven. I do not want blood on my hands. Whenever you take a towel, you're wiping off in your hands. What do you do? You go to the kitchen sink and you grab a dish towel or paper towels, but the point is there's towels and you're washing and then you're drying off. They use towels in the mechanics garages. Brother Foster, they're wiping off the oil. What are you doing? I'm using this towel to clean. There was towels in the print shop for ink, but it was always used for cleaning. What we would do, they would get all so gunky, we'd put them in a flame retardant trash can and go there and then we'd get a new towel and that would get dirty and we would dispose of it properly. But it's always using to clean up something. But maybe sometimes you feel justified. The law justifies it. Hey, caught in adultery. The Mosaic law says we stone her. It sure does. It might be lawful, but is it merciful? It might be lawful, but is it graceful? You see, my friend, that's when the towel picks up. The Spirit of God that lives within me flows out. And I'm just telling you, apostolic believers that are walking in harmony is not going around picking up stones, looking how to use them. If you're not careful, you can gather too many stones, and it weighs you down, and you're dragging a bag of rocks through life that you shouldn't be dragging because you should never be wanting to use them. Dragging a bag of towels, I can bless that. Dragging one rock, I cannot condone that. Because that's not the temperament and the spirit of God that we're following. The law justifies, but grace defers to humility. Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it commands us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? How many among us walk around life with a pail of rocks? What are you doing? I'm not sure when I'm going to need this. Ain't nobody going to get one over on me, bless God. Concealed. Hey, wash your feet. You okay? Be careful, my friend. woe to them that carry stones. Oh, the law may permit it. And often our stones today is like the little nursery rhyme. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But words, I'm going to rephrase it, can also hurt me. Oh, I don't carry stones, Pastor. Yeah, I've seen some of your social media posts. They're full of stones. I've seen how you rebuff someone. Have you walked past someone in church because you didn't want to talk to them? What are you doing? Hey, you're carrying your stones. Right, right. I see you, you pull back from friendships. You back away. I'm just going to live my own life. There's too much drama in the church. I don't want to get too close. Careful with your stones. Careful. Because when you stay in the church, you're in with graces with God. And every church is trying to bring towels to people's lives. Hey, get rid of the stones. the right, right. stones. Drop the stones. Get rid of the. Hey, the law says we can stone you. But what does Jesus say? What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm just trying to help somebody here. That grace cautions us on the stones. The only one who was qualified to throw a stone didn't. He was qualified, Jesus. But here's the beautiful thing about the law and grace in John 1:17, for the law was given by Moses. but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law. Grace. The law. Grace. The law came by Moses, but the writer says, "But grace and truth. Came by Jesus Christ. When Jesus came on the scene, my friend, he ushered in grace. He ushered in mercy. He ushered in repentance. He ushered in these things. And when we understand the power of the Holy Ghost that lives and dwells inside of us, you ought to be oozing with grace. You ought to be oozing with mercy. You ought to be finding reasons why, hey, they don't need a stone in their life. That's the last thing they need. What do they need? They need a graceful towel put across their head or their shoulders. They need someone down here, hey, I can't get to them, but I'm praying in the spirit. God, I pray for them that you would give them wisdom, that you would bring them out of that valley, God. Let no weapon formed against them prosper. Let no darkness enter into their home. God, what are you doing? I'm washing the feet of this family. Why? Because that's grace. Hey, the law says you can do this, but no, I'm living under grace. I'm an apostolic believer. I've been filled with the spirit of God, and I'm going to use a towel Uh instead of a stone. And if anybody could have thrown the stone, he could. But Brother Foster, the Bible doesn't read that. Forgiveness and mercy always trumps the law. You see, in our day and age, the law is your justification. I know we don't live under the Mosaic law. We don't live there anymore. We're 6,000 years past the Garden of Eden, the dispensation of innocence. But your law is the law of of seeking revenge. Our law that we live under in our mind is the law of settling the score. Justified, yeah, probably so. They shouldn't have done that. They were wrong. I reject that. I don't bless that. But that doesn't enable me or bless me to pick this up. Why? Because I'm living in the dispensation of grace. And one day, huh? I'm about done, so Sister Mary, you can, you can come. But one day, there's gonna come a time In your life. If the law of sowing and reaping is true, all of these stones that I've been throwing, do they eventually come back after me? Law of sowing and reaping. Do the math. Flip the scenario over if I'm always throwing towels to people. Is it coming back to me? I'm throwing towels to people. Hey, God loves you. God's going to touch you. He's going to heal you. And then I get in a spot. Hey, I need prayer. And then a towel comes back to me. God loves you guys. We don't care what happened. We don't care what was said. We don't care about this and that. We don't care because God loves you. And then I get in a bad spot. I get into a valley. And what comes back to me, Irene, is this. Only if I've been throwing the towel out to people. Then it comes back because the law of sowing and reaping. If I'm receiving stones back, then maybe you've been throwing stones at people. What gives, pastor? That gives. And the towels are a part of my life. We hand towels off. We wash feet. We look for God's mercy. And even if I don't expect it, someday the way life is, Brother Leroy, I'm going to need you to throw me a towel. Brother Leroy, I've had a bad week, man. Pastor, I got you. Just stand still and let me wash your feet. Oh, Brother Leroy, please don't. No, Pastor, you throw me so many towels. What are we doing? We're priming the pump for the, salt law, so, the law of sowing and reaping. And when I get to that valley, Sister Anna, oh, dear God, you guys got to lift me up. Everybody pray. Why? Because I've been throwing towels to people. Or I've been throwing stones. A stone and a towel. Simple. Two easy words to say and to spell. But when you're a true believer of God, you're going for the towel. Where's the basin of water? Take off your sandals. Fetch me some water. Fetch me a basin. What are you doing, sir? They need a towel right now. But you know what? The law says I could do this. No. That's my old life. See, Paul said in Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In my head, all deserve to be stoned. But they get a towel. All have sinned. You deserve this. And you deserve this. And you can't do as many good works. You can't do you can't act so right. You deserve this. You do. But as far as me I'm taking this. You see the towel levels the playing field. We're all equal at the foot of the cross. Foster, I felt like God showed me this this morning. I typed it this morning. And it's simply this. I don't want to mess it up. Let me just read it and I'll tell you. Don't drift further than the distance of the towel from the cross. What do you mean, Pastor? If this is the cross, okay, we've got to live under the shadow of the cross. But if I drift, the only distance I can go is the distance of the towel. I can't go any further because this towel keeps me humble. This towel, Brother Foster, keeps me submitted and I'm tethered to the cross. It's my bridge. It's my pathway because all things are level and equal at the cross. Brother Hugo, come here real quickly, please. Brother Hugo, come here real quickly. Just maybe sit here kneel here with me brother Hugo and I are at the cross now to be fair he does look meaner than me if the lights go out I'm on your team don't forget that right but see brother Hugo in our lives when did our lives cross a couple years ago Yes. a year and, months. A year and some months but at the cross we're the same God filled him with the spirit, baptized him? Who's more powerful? Can't answer that because there is no answer. It's not them and us. It's not us and them. It's not he and she said, at the cross, Brother Hugo. And I understand. One has a suit on. And one has a t-shirt on. Goatee. Tattoos and an earring and no hair and the other one has hair opposites attract at the cross we do in fact we don't only attract we coexist and we care and we love and if you get into a little I'm going to say funk is it okay to say that in church if you get into a funk just make sure you say it right And I get in a valley. Brother Hugo, stay close to the cross. Stay there. And I'm going through some things, what, homework, marriage, health. If I'll stay tethered to the cross with a towel. You see, I can only go so far. But I'm actually, I can get it. I've had a rough week, Brother Hugo. I came on Sunday. I'm surprised I'm here, but I can still see the cross. I can still grab the cross. I can still see mercy. Why? Because I'm never ever, thank you, I'm never ever drifting further than the towel is from the cross. Somebody needs to hear me. I'm I'm concluding. Stand with me. I simply say this. My advice to you is be humble. Stay submitted. Live holy. If you get nothing else from this message, just remember the law of sowing and reaping. This or this. What will come and return to me? That's up to you. Micah 6, 8 says this, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. I'm going to boil my whole message down to one sentence. The crux of this, if you don't remember anything, you got to get this. Get your cameras out. I want you to take a picture of it on the LED wall. But my whole message was built around this, and it's simply this. You can't throw stones while you're washing feet. I can't throw this if I'm doing this. And conversely, if I throw this, I can't do this because my heart is wrong. My spirit is wrong. It's vindictive. Someone says, hey, what did your pastor preach on Sunday? I don't remember everything, but all I know is you can't throw stones while you're washing feet. What? I'll talk to you after work on that one. That one's too deep for the break room. And if you want to stay holy, you want to stay pure, and you have the propensity to throw stones, I know you're not going to admit it, but people do. Maybe you were raised, your personality, your temperament, bad hair day well Hugo don't have that problem but (laughs) I could (laughs) the only thing to safeguard me to not throw a stone at you is to make sure I'm washing feet because if you have time to throw stones you've dropped the towel let that be a red alarm fire alarm in your spirit if I have the propensity or the urge to do this I've dropped that. And I pray before God, before you rear this back and release it from your hands, that you turn in desperation and you replace the towel with a stone. Dear God, I'm trying to do better. My tendency is to throw stones, God. My tendency is to settle the score and one up everybody. And to hide behind the rock. And God, I don't want to be like that. I need deliverance. And Because there's going to come a day that I'm going to need somebody's help. And when I reach out, would you help me, sir? I don't want to be smashed in the face with a rock. Oh, you remember back in 2011? Will I help you? Yeah, I'll help you. We'll all sowing and reaping, bring it on. No, 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 no. Don't live like that. Go your way and sin no more. Go your way and quit hoarding rocks and stones. You can't throw stones while you're washing feet. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for a revelation about the towel. I pray, God, that this holy church that you birthed, the amazing people that call this home and streamed with us, that there will be a towel that replaces a stone, an attitude, a spirit of carnality, vindictiveness, vile, condescending, ridicules, that those words, those stones will be replaced by a towel, God. And that we would share and live in the dispensation of grace because one day I'm going to need grace. One day I'm going to need a helping hand from the valley. Any day, any news, any phone call, any report, I'm going to need something. And I just want to know, God, that I've paved the road with towels. I pray, God, that you would talk to your people. That we would reflect, God, and go inside internally and say, God, what have I been doing? And be honest with ourself and you, God. And you would cleanse us and purify us. And we would come to an altar of repentance, God. And we'd leave our stones at the altar today and pick up the towel as we drive home. And I'm starting a new life. Starting a new ideology, a new perspective, a new view, God. You spoke to me. you, you God, you, you, you scared me, God. I saw myself and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a Judas. I don't want to be forever lost. I don't want to go out and and commit spiritual suicide. I don't want to quit. God, these rocks are heavy and the bag is large and I can't drag this through life anymore. Here, son, take my towel. Here, my child, I've died on Calvary for you. Let the rocks go. I've taken that on Calvary. They slap me. They pluck my beard. They put a spear in me. They put a crown of thorns on me. I've taken all the stones for you. And if you're living in harmony and you're an apostolic, you should be walking around with towels. Towels are light, towels are easy, towels are clean. God, I pray for this church. I intercede in the spirit for the souls, God, of this city, in this church, that we are a rescue house, a mercy house, a house of refuge a house of towels, God, a warehouse of towels, rows and rows and rows and shelves of towels for everybody, God. And no place in the warehouse a stone could be found. I pray and I bless in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.